What's up, everyone? It is 3 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon, which means you're tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News. Today, Tom and Miggy are joined by two guests. You know them from Chillinoise. You know them from their subreddit, uh, L Trees, Illinois Trees. It is Justine and Cole. Hey, Justine and Cole. And hey, Tom and Miggy. What's up? Happy Sunday. Hey. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Thanks for joining us, Justine and Cole. What is Chillinoise? Or am I mispronouncing yeah. that? Is it chill a noise? Can you guys hear us? <laughs> yes, we can. Sorry, we're having some some audio issues, I think. I apologize. We can hear you. No worries. We got it. Oh, I like go. the background. Okay. <laughs> there we're good we go. now. But yeah, what is chill a noise? Yeah, so chill a noise, um, it's basically uh, a mainstay that we've started. Um, it's based off of a graphic that one of my buddies made. My buddy made. Um, it's... Uh, a representation of the state of Illinois that's basically smoking a joint. Um, and we kind of took it from there. Uh, I think as Laura mentioned, you know, we started with uh, the subreddit r slash IL trees uh, that started in January. So um, right around the time that we legalized adult use cannabis in the state of Illinois. And since then we've accumulated, I checked today, we've almost got 6,200 subscribers. So we're fastly growing, but the thing about that is, um, cannabis, you know, it's still kind of, you're still in that weird area. Is it legal? Yeah, it's kind of legal, but maybe, you know, the, uh, social media platforms that you're on don't really approve of that. So I wanted to make it so that we had like a home page, so that if Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, if anybody ever kind of got like weird about the content that we post, um, that we'd always have somewhere to redirect you from. So chillinois.net was born and it serves as the front page of all of our services. So if you go to chillinois.net, um, you'll see, you know, just welcome and it'll list out our three services, which are the subreddit, our discord and our FAQ. And so basically the FAQ will answer most of your legal questions or like any questions about getting cannabis in Illinois. Um, and then, our subreddit and discord are ways to directly connect with the Illinois community. So uh, we've since expanded to doing podcasts. We've got a YouTube channel. Um, and then, you know, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and popping up other places as well. So that's Chillinois in a nutshell. Um, it's just uh, the Illinois cannabis community. We call ourselves the premier Illinois cannabis community. And we're just trying to bring adult use and uh, medical cannabis patients together um, and ultimately, we are trying to educate the community about how to effectively and responsibly incorporate cannabis into their lifestyle. And those are two really important keywords, effectively and responsibly. You know, we, you want to have a good high, a pleasant high, maybe a kick-ass high, but we want you to be safe and responsible. So um, that's Illinois. And then, uh, Cole, like I know, Justine, I, I saw you in the paper because you're 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 a bud tender of some sorts, or yeah. But then, I Cole, was. Oh, oh, you were. Yes. No, no longer past tense. Yeah. And then, Cole, what's your role in the industry? Has it been? My industry is just to talk and act and and sound like I know what I'm talking about. I, just, I basically I so you're a you lawyer. Know, I got involved with the Reddit. Um, I'm just obsessed with cannabis. I I met uh, Justine at the dispensary um that's where i fell in love with her she was my bud tender and so uh yeah i mean i don't i've never worked in the industry i'm just super obsessed with the industry 
Nice. Um, I have been since it kind of came around really like into full swing when Colorado legalized adult use. And uh, literally since that day, I Google marijuana news every day. So that's as much of a part of the industry as I am. I, I'm just obsessed with it and I keep up with it. And and basically with Chilino, I'm just trying to share some of my perspective and, and bring other people's perspective on perspectives on. So. You guys got a huge market out there. Like Tom yeah. being the, you know, he's a, he's a Chicago guy. He's our Illinois guy. And, uh, you know, Tom and I've been doing a network thing that I think most of our, that, that our big page is from Chicago, dude. Uh, uh, yeah. We get a lot of traffic from Chicago. We get a lot of traffic about Illinois or Pennsylvania or whenever somebody Googles a particular state, I haven't targeted Colorado or established markets. I only targeted really the emerging markets. Yeah. So I really like reaching out to, and talking with legislators uh, before they actually pass to kind of like th- that's when the people are the thirstiest and they really want it to happen. And so how can we put them in touch with people that are actually working to vote, to change those laws and then having them on the show. So we're going to reach out to the Senator Kruger from New York, hopefully get her on so we can talk about the New York bill. We had Senator Dalen Leach on a couple weeks ago to talk all about Pennsylvania. So as a, a new state gears up, I like to study their law and make all this content because people will call you and they want to get into the industry and they want to learn more. So it's really cool that Chill Noise is helping people explain stuff. That's what I'd like to do with my blog, CannabisIndustryLawyer.com, where if somebody's going to ask a, a, a legal-ish kind of like, because there's a lot of legal weird stuff in this cannabis industry. So if they're going to ask Google that question, like you were Googling marijuana news and stuff, if somebody's Googling, like, how do I get a license in Arizona? I wonder if we do come up. We might actually. I'm yeah. sure we do. <laughs> you got to get your, your search engine optimization going. And then oh, yeah. Know. We just subscribed to Ahrefs. And so uh, we're going to start using Ahrefs. We we got off of uh, SEMrush. But, yeah, it's SEO is uh, has been paying my bills for a couple of years now. <laughs> yeah. So, Miggy, you commented that we've got a really large market. That's true. I, I'm trying to think right now if we're the second or third largest cannabis market in the, the state. And what was the number? I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but what was the number of dispensaries we have for people with that in mind? Is it like 2.5? I think it was like 1.4 per uh, 100,000 people. Like that's our yeah. per capita in Illinois, I believe. Yeah. So we've got 62 shops open, I believe, at this point. Um, yeah, there's only 110 there. possible licensed. And then we still don't know when... The next license is, I think it's going to be next week. We're going to get information. Yeah, people, uh, craft growers, uh, according to grownin.com, craft growers have started to, or some of the people at least that have submitted their uh, uh, applications, I guess craft growers maybe, or some of them, they're receiving their deficiency notices, which some means are, that. Yeah. There's yeah, okay. craft growers are getting deficiency. Uh, the very interesting deficiency notice that I've seen, and it's really kind of a lame one. Evidently, some of the people didn't uh, put in their uh, unredacted redacted uh, ratios correctly on their USB drives. And that was the the 10 day notice that I've seen. It's like you didn't submit uh, an unredacted application. I'm like, dude, we put the stuff on the USB drive. We gave it to you. Come on. You know, yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't heard much about that. I know that you, you sounds like you have more experience with it since you're kind of, you're probably helping with some of these applications. Oh well, yeah. I'll help with as many applications as I feasibly can. I mean, like they have to understand these craft grow applications were like 1200 pages long. And so like, again, if you guys are out there watching and you want to get a license in cannabis, uh, start just, you, you really need to start now because, yeah. uh, it is a big laborious process. And then people will be like, Oh, I only have $50,000. I'm like, okay, 
well, you need more than that. Um, and so especially in Illinois, like in Oklahoma, yeah. we, we have people from Oklahoma on and that's like the most open market. But still, I would not recommend anybody getting the industry of 50 grand. That's just that's just yeah. silly. You're just planning on going out of business then. Because, well, I think, yeah. like you mentioned, craft brewers even have to have a lot of capital to get into the industry. Like if you go to Triptych, yeah. for example, here in Champaign-Urbana, um, you know, they've got a huge facility. And I mean, the same would go, you'd think, for craft cannabis. So um, anybody that thinks that it's like, you know, like you say, Oklahoma, I guess, I think it's like $1,500 to just get to open a dispensary. But with that, it's no longer profitable. So, um, you know, it's like, it's the balance. And I think you guys have commented that Illinois might, it, you know, it remains to be seen with how some of this social equity stuff works, social equity stuff works out and let's hope it works out great. Um, but it, we've got a pretty good structure so far, it seems, I guess is what I've seen you guys comment on. And um, I would have to agree. Well, you guys pulled in 52 million in tax revenue, so it's not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> Right. I mean, they are they're printing that tax money, which is, of course, fantastic. That's really what some of the stuff that we'll talk about when we go on with a different state. We're like, all right, well, have you seen all this revenue that you get from legalizing it? It just it just starts pouring in. But then uh, the capacity for dispensary owners is still I mean, like even after this round, there's only going to be one hundred and eighty five uh, until next year. And then there'll be another one hundred and ten. And so yeah. that 185 plus another 110. So we're still like cruising at less than 300 cannabis dispensaries in Illinois for about 13 million people and all the surrounding states like Iowa, Indiana, Wisconsin, Kentucky that have fuck all when it comes to uh, medical or adult use programs. I mean, I don't. Yeah, Indiana's not got medical. Iowa's not got medical. Wisconsin doesn't. Kentucky, like we actually rank for Kentucky. Kentucky is a bill and like it made it halfway through before COVID. So like they voted for medical can cannabis in Kentucky's house, but then uh, the Senate and the, and the governor. So yeah, Illinois is going to be a little island that's going to have lots of people coming into it to buy weed for years. Like you say, very little dispensaries. I mean, uh, Denver, for example, has you know i think 500 plus and i know that chicago could easily support 500 oh chicago's bigger than denver <laughs> right and easier right. to get around in denver like too many people moved to colorado in the past 10 years after they've legalized it and everybody's like oh my god the mountains and the hiking and i love it so much and then we can get weed and so that's fine but then like they grew by so much that trying to drive in denver is just that something that i do not have yeah. yeah that city was not designed for that much traffic mm -mm. <laughs> Well, well, better to do than being in a traffic jam in Denver. I can tell you from personal experience from working, you know, January 1st um, and seeing how many people came through within the first couple weeks of January that, yeah, Illinois is very much a mecca for the states around us. And these the people who are coming in, they don't care about waiting six to eight hours in line. So the lines nope. aren't getting any better. Yeah. <laughs> and, okay. Yeah. Okay, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous too. I'm like, you drove how many hours to buy a $70 eighth? Really? Like, oh really? <laughs> and yeah. But oftentimes, yeah. you know, the follow-up question that you could ask is like, how long did you used to drive? Cause those people have been driving for, I mean, everybody, you know, gets cannabis in one way or another. And these people yeah. used to be driving to Colorado or whatever else. Oh, sure. Yeah. You, know? you guys are on the verge of uh, a whole uh, culture, too. It just sucks that COVID just kind of put you guys on breaks for right now. 
Yeah, we were looking forward to the, uh, you know, the the local cannabis cups and the 420 smokeouts and this and that. And uh, unfortunately, the 420 smokeout happened in our living room. And yeah, that's the virtual joint. And actually, Justine, tell um, we, we so just, you know, with COVID, we're trying to make adjustments with our community and we still want to smoke with the community. That was the plan this year, right? It's yeah. adult use cannabis. We can finally step out of the shadows and but that was one of the interesting things we're reading the law so like i know check this out for your illinois audience um it only applies to a purchaser and so like if i go buy a joint and uh, or if i buy some flour and i roll it up into the joint i am the purchaser and so if i pass that joint to somebody who didn't purchase it they aren't the purchaser and therefore it's not legal like you can't possess it from like my reading of article 10 of uh, the Illinois CRTA, but uh, always check that out. I, I could be wrong. Maybe I'm reading yeah. it a little bit too too strictly, but for sure. uh, from my re- recollection, it's defined as a purchaser. So if you uh, have purchased the weed, then it's lawful because you know it's it's not like magically yeah. the black market is now legal it, simply yeah. because they've legalized it. You still have to purchase it correctly, you know. Sure. Um, and I've definitely heard that perspective. Another perspective I've heard from uh, Kelvin McCabe at Illinois Normal yeah. is that uh, casual delivery, uh, the, the, there's, you know, the definition of casual delivery and the uh, Illinois regulation. I can't think. I always mess up the bill uh, for adult use. Uh, IRCA or something CRTA, like that. Cannabis Regulation CRTA, Tax Act. Yeah. Um, uh, casual delivery, uh, the punishment is defined as the punishment for possession. And if you look at the punishment for possession, if you're within your quantity, there's no punishment. <laughs> so right. um, that's kind of the, we're definitely not, especially COVID, with COVID in mind, we're not advocating anybody to get together and pass around joints. Um, but one thing we do have uh, coming up to where we can smoke and also, you know, play by the rules. Justine, tell us about the upcoming smoke session. Yes. So um, over on our Discord server that we are in, um, we have got a virtual smoke session coming up on Saturday, July 25th. Um, we're lighting up at 420. Only makes sense. Um, but you can find the Discord server itself. You go to chillinoynet slash services. Um, and then once you get into the server itself, you can scroll down and there's a little hangout one and hangout two. And we pop in there randomly throughout the week to, if anybody feels like they need a little smoking buddy, then we'll hang out in there for a while. Um, but our smoke sessions that we have been having are getting huge. (laughs) We have a lot of people. So Saturday, July 25th, 420. We're having another smoke session. Yeah, maybe that's what we should do to grow the channel, Miggy. What do you think? We uh, start doing a Saturday 420 sesh. Push my arm. Talk to the audience. (laughs) Yeah, come on, come on. You know, everybody's welcome. Come on uh, down. What is Discord session? And uh, uh, Discord is basically internet relay chat, um, but you've got like emo uh, customizable emotes and everything else. It's it's really cool, and so. uh, if you go to, like I said, if you go to chillinoynet slash services, um, it'll list our services. If you click the Discord button, it'll take you to our Discord. What's really awesome is that we've got the channels um, kind of categorized. So we've got a growing channel for oh, people nice. that are growing, and you can connect with a bunch of experienced growers. Yeah. Um, a lot of people will, like, you know, post pictures of their leaves and be like, hey, what's going on? 
and we've got plenty of experienced people to say, hey, you know, that's a CalMag deficiency or something like that. This was a very good yeah, secure way to connect too. Is you know, absolutely, you know, absolutely. secure way to talk, fast way to talk. Um, everybody's, you know, there's always somebody online. And uh, like I said, one of the cool things that we do is we've got these voice channels that um, now actually with Discord we broadcast with video. It kind of looks like our broad, your guys's broadcast right now, and everybody's able to chat, smoke. Tell us what they're smoking. Tell us about their experience at the dispensary. It's really cool. Yeah, I don't know if we'd want to uh, try to do like a live smoke sesh on YouTube. I think that YouTube might be like, ah, I don't know about this. Yeah. I don't know. Willie Nelson did one for 420 on 420 at 420. I was well, we're not Park. Willie Nelson. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's Willie Nelson. Yeah, so. yeah. No one will notice us right quite yet if we get taken down. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows Willie, though. Speaking of growing, though, I just wanted to say that we're partnering with Spider Farmer for a giveaway. So mm -hmm. if you go, and that's in celebration of the fact that medical cannabis patients can now cultivate five um, plants in the state of Illinois. Um, so in celebration of that, Spider Farmer is going to be giving away uh, an SF1000 LED light. It's their 2020 version that comes with a dimmer switch. All you got to do to join is go to our Discord. So if you, again, if you go to chillinoinet slash services, click Sorry, I said our Discord. You're going to join our Reddit. Um, so when you go to chillinoinet slash services, you'll click the Reddit button. Um, one of the top posts. Oh, nice. That flower looks good. It's blending right into your green screen, though. That's how <laughs> green it is. Right. <laughs> there you go. Um, but one of the top posts on our Reddit is from Spider Farmer. And all you have to do is upvote the post and comment which country you're from, which USA or, you know, wherever you're from, though. If you're listening from anywhere else, you're also welcome to join. Um, and the giveaway ends on the 23rd. So I definitely enter in before then. Um, but yeah, you could win yourself a really nice grow light and get your uh, plants started off. Right. Cool. That's definitely helpful. You know, the reason why I mentioned events is because, uh, Justine, you have the can of Queens. Now I imagine that's kind of a, an event oriented type thing. Um, it, it was going to be, yeah. Pre COVID, um, and right now we're kind of working some other things out. Um, we're about to relaunch the website because um, Canna Queens, originally when we started out, we were a company that was teaching people how to um, create cannabis infusions to make their own edibles. Um, but through some circumstances, things change, whatever. Um, and we actually have kind of flipped our, our flipped our plan to become a platform to really elevate women in the cannabis industry. So we're doing our website relaunch. It's going to be hosted by a group called the Canna Boss Babes. They're out of California. And they reached out to me and they were like, hey, we love what you're doing. Um, we had interviewed them for our podcast in the past. And they were like, we really want to help you. We want to get you more followers. We want to give you a platform. So we're going to host your website relaunch. It's going to be on um, Monday, August 3rd at 9, 10 p.m. Central Time. Um, so we got that. And then my hope is that eventually, yes, once things kind of settle down and get more to normal, then I can set up events for women in the cannabis industry to all come together and share ideas and um, just kind of kick back, have a good time, smoke with one another, share tips and secrets. And so we can all become like a, a big collaborative team within the cannabis industry. Sweet. Yeah, the uh, there it is. The subreddit Illinois Trees. Is that the actual subreddit itself? 
Yep. It is. All right, yep. and there it is, right at the top. Spider Farmer 2020 giveaway. So uh, go to the let's see Reddit backslash r i l trees, and then you can sign up to win the light there. Yep. Thank you for showing that. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty dope. Again, wait a little grove. Hey, those things are not cheap. No, <laughs> they're not. And uh, you know, guys, while you're on our subreddit, we've recently had an AMA with uh, Cresco, which is a licensed cultivator in the state of Illinois. We had their uh, VPs of manufacturing on. They're actually two out of the three creators of uh, Cresco's liquid live resin. So oh, wow. David nice. and Tamer uh, came on. We've had the lab manager of Ascend Cannabis, so he was able to talk about how he makes extracts. He's like the Walter White of the cannabis industry. Maybe he doesn't respect that I call refer to him that way because he's not. He's not. You know, he's a good guy. He's a really he's good guy. He yes, he's a scientist. Let's keep it at that. Let's. Yeah. let's yeah. Thank you. Right. Uh, uh, recently, we had the Illinois Hemp Growers Association on for an AMA. Uh, which if you guys don't know what AMAs on, are on Reddit, they're ask me anything. And so yeah. the person comes on, uh, our community members ask them questions and, and there's a lot of really good stuff on there. Um, we had Michael Malcolm from Weed Travel Food. He's actually one of, uh, he's got his li uh, licenses or he's an applicant for one of the licenses, I guess I'm trying to say. Oh. Um, so we've had him on to talk about uh, what he's doing in the industry. So. Yeah, uh, in Illinois, what's the uh, Tom? You might know this. Uh, can uh, grows give away cannabis? Because I know no. for events, that's a huge thing where they uh, can't. Yeah, that sucks. Because at least for networking and sampling, you know that that'd be a thing. Sampling, right? Uh, it's so crazy they, how they, they, they even have to track it when they're like doing strains, and so like when they're creating new strains and stuff. Uh, so oh, the shit. growers and the geneticists, when they have uh, they have bud that they'll be testing to make sure they can figure out the strain that stuff's even tracked and they aren't allowed to like sell or give that stuff away either wow yeah that's and it was a while ago i don't know exactly where everything stands now especially with COVID in mind but you know they they announced adult uh use lounges and one of the other things that they had announced that rules would be coming out for would be the idea of samples at the dispensary i guess in the lounge but again, I don't know how any of that's going to work out. And maybe it's changed. Um, you know, it's possible that it's changed. Um, I know it's the just, time for that is exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's just shitty how like Budweiser can sponsor a little league game, but yet yeah. cannabis brand can't support Candy Queens on a, an event day or whatever, you know? I mean, that's right. Right. The, yeah. that's statute i mean like that and again it's just more evidence of the prejudice against the plant but it's it's statute that they say no you're not allowed to advertise or if you're going to advertise you have to follow these freaking rules and then so everybody's always really kind of careful and they don't want to say anything that they're gonna screw themselves up because they don't want to deal with a regulator and have to hire a lawyer and spend a whole bunch of money and then have a headache and yeah maybe get a fine but who are they protecting nobody you know it's just bullshit overall one of my one of my favorite um, stories, I guess, from the dispensary level on, you know, the little like semantics within the law. Um, when I worked for a dispensary, we got switched over to Sunnyside. And if anybody has seen the Sunnyside like posters inside of the stores themselves, um, it's all little drawings of, um, you know, different situations and whatever. That's really cute. And when we got all the marketing materials in, I looked at it and I talked to my compliance manager because I was like, it says in the law you can't use cartoons to promote cannabis, right? Aren't these cartoons? And 
he talked to their legal department and he said, no, they're adult illustrations. Oh, shit. So it's the Simpsons. So it's the Simpsons. Yeah. It's modern art. It's not a... Adult illustrations. Yeah. Um, Which I'm assuming, like, you know, is that a defined term of art? I don't know what lawyers they have, but like, it sounds like such a fucking lawyer answer. It's like, no, an adult illustration. I don't see anybody's junk out. Why is it so adult then? You know? Okay, grow you, show cats, you show cats playing on a ball, but that's an adult illustration. I got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's hysterical. It's a, it's a shame, though. Like, again, the bias. Yeah, prejudice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so what, 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 what is hey, that? Okay. It's just proof that if, you're, uh, if your company is big enough, you can pretty much do whatever you want. <laughs> no, for real. It is money, big difference. That's at the heart of Cresco's company culture, guys. We can do whatever we want, (laughs) (laughs) or is it more like uh, as as the company lawyer? We have to point out your fiduciary duties. Uh, technically, no, you're not allowed to do whatever you want. Uh, fire that man. All right, fine, right? Uh, All right, Cresco, though, you know, you as you may know, it's one of six vertically integrated companies in the state, and these six these six companies on 76.8 percent of the market share right market share yep so they like you say they can do whatever they want (laughs) it's it's almost as bad as florida has the most egregious case of this kind of uh oligarchy or cartel kind of thing where it's a handful have all and uh true leaf in florida it sponsors bobby tuna he's a great guy we came on the show we should check in with him again soon and and um they're like 50% of the sales. So like this one company is half the Florida market. And then it's like a handful comprise the other half as well. I mean, if, and it's, I think it's fewer than six, it might be like four comprise like 80% of the market in Florida. I think there's an old folk song that warned about this. It's something like I sold my soul to the company store. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and you guys were talking about New York earlier. I just wanted to ask you, have you got, you know, I, I don't know. You said you mentioned that maybe new things were coming with New York. Um, right. New York's pretty wacky. They only allow those flower pods, right? Uh, sure. But then that's not necessarily the uh, uh, bill that they're going to try to legalize the state with. Yeah. But yeah, some of the medical states are like that. Florida was like that originally. And then eventually it opened up to allow more than just the flower pod. And for the go- guys that may not be in the know, uh, some of the medical states, they would not allow flower. And then eventually they would kind of first allow these tiny, tiny little like pod like substances that you could put in like a PAX or a vaporizer. And so like, you couldn't smoke uh, medicine, you know, because they would be against that. And then uh, in Florida, eventually they do have uh, smokable hemp or smokable cannabis flower now uh, for medicine. And I'm not sure in New York what the status of that is. They might still just have those little uh, kind of like packs, pre-packaged little vape cartridges that you would then put into your, uh, your vape that would heat it and then you can inhale it. That seems like a good move for big business just since we're on that topic. It, you know, let's make, a proprietary device right and you have to buy our pods oh yeah you can only use those pods with our device <laughs> seriously though if somebody would have come to me like green mountain Co- coffee would have come to me uh it, 10 years ago before those little k-cups or whatever the heck those little pods the keurigs yeah and so if somebody would have pitched me the keurig business i would have been like get the fuck out of here <laughs> What are you talking about? There's no way in hell some asshole is going to create all this garbage when I can just make a cup of coffee from Mr. Coffee. What the heck, you know? 
I was wrong. Yeah. It's because we're inherently yeah. lazy, bro. Convenience. People right. spend money for convenience. That's why homegrow is not dangerous because it's fucking hard. Homegrows, yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's, it. You think the plant just turns into a magical cannabis by itself? No, it takes months. It, and it's tension. Yeah. Yes, love. Yeah, right, same type ingredient. <laughs> <laughs> so, what else uh, for Chill Noise? Do you guys, uh, what's your schedule like every Monday or what do you guys do? We kind of just, you know, we're really booked right now. So, we've got a lot on the weekends. We don't really have a set schedule for when we release things. Um, but we usually try to time it out with like a 420 release. So we'll find oh, right. you know, we get the content together. We'll uh, start promoting it a few days earlier um, and have a release, uh, you know, on 420. Um, so our most recent one, what was our most recent episode? My Canicast? Yeah, it was with the Michigan. It was with the My Canicast out of Michigan. And we were talking about um, kind of the differences between the Michigan market and the Illinois market. Um, one of the main differences is that the prices are much more fair. Um, oh, they, they, not only are the price is much more fair. Like if somebody comes to me and they say, I want to be a grower, I'm like, all right, well, which state, you know, and then Illinois, Ooh, okay, well, yeah. uh, let's, let's do this. It's going to sit down. We're going to talk about n numbers here, but in Michigan, similar thing. It's easier to get your cultivation license in Michigan, but because of that, you're going to be competing against people that have maybe raised 10 to a hundred million dollars. And so it's not just going to be like falling off the turnip truck and you're going to make money. It's going to you have to compete. You have to fight for shelf space and you have to grow a good product. Yeah. And that's that's not cheap. No. I have to commend Michigan, though. They're super progressive in the sense that uh, adults can grow 12 plants. Um, caregivers can grow 72. Um, they've got the MRA. Not the NRA, the MR, the marijuana, marijuana regulatory, regulatory authority. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would. I wish that we had a cannabis czar. Um, we do. Who is it now? I, I thought Floyd Hutchinson. I didn't. I thought that that's not her official title because of conflicts and her voting for it or something like that. I don't no, know. She, she was appointed to this position. So it's an appointment. And I'm not sure if her official title is cannabis czar. That might just be what they refer to her as in the newspapers. Yeah. But she does. She is the um, executive director or something like that for Illinois cannabis. So in the administrative agency that is uh, Illinois cannabis, she kind of calls the shots of it. And then, of course, there's other administrative agencies that she uh, oversees and they report to her because it's not just like the Department of Financial and Professional Regulation for the licensing or the Department of Agriculture for the growing and the transporting and whatnot. Uh, there's other stuff like the health and then also the IDOR for mm. the taxes and whatnot. The campus already though, sounds nice. I mean, you might want that, but... You know, the, the Michigan one, it's run by ex-law enforcement. And the same thing up here in Washington, the Washington State Liquor Control Board or Cannabis Board now, uh, ex-law enforcement. You have people who don't understand the plant who are in charge of making up fucked up rules. Like, why is there even a limit, a mount limit, you know, uh, of this guy right here? Like, yes, I mean, why is a, an ounce versus not defined? I'm a criminal. Thank, thank you for bringing that up because that's something we've been trying to stress to some of our listeners that cannabis is not really legal if a certain amount of it can still get you in trouble. Yeah. Or, um, Tom, I'd really love your perspective on this. There's an there's a provision. There's language in the law that says in order to transport cannabis, it must be in a sealed, child-resistant, odor-proof container. Right. My contention is that there's no such thing as an odor-proof container. First of all. And if there was, the Mexican drug cartel would be all over that. 
Um, but second of all, the package just uh, we've got a former dispensary, you know, employee here. It doesn't come in odor-proof packaging. When you get a shipment in, it smells, right? Yeah. So that means that the moment you step out of the dispensary, you're out of compliance with the law. I think it's crazy that odor is still even a question in Illinois. And I know that, that it, I guess, in other states, it started out this way and then turned around. I think California is an example of that where odor is no longer... Um, you know, like grounds to search your vehicle. No, um, odor still is. That was just up on the Supreme Court and they came down um, recently, like the last few months. And again, I don't necessarily report on a lot of those types of things because I will just get more uh, criminal calls and I'm not a criminal lawyer. And so like if I start answering these questions and then all these people keep asking me about them, I'm like, boy, wouldn't it be nice if I was a criminal lawyer? So I just I just don't do content like that. Uh, like, for example, I've been sitting on doing a piece of content about the Second Amendment and how I, I hate how that form that you have to fill out it makes you disclose if you use marijuana. And then that's just a violation of your Fifth Amendment rights against self-incrimination. It's complete bullshit. Yeah. I don't understand why you're going to you know, violate my fifth amendment right when I'm trying to exercise my second amendment right. What the fuck? And so, but then I don't do that video because then I'm going to get a whole bunch of people asking me questions that have guns. And I'm like, boy, this is uh, the, the question that I've answered after 5 million times. Thank you for calling me. By the way, do you have, would you like to get a cannabis business license? No, dang it. I should have done that one about what's better, a cannabis consultant or a cannabis lawyer. Yeah. You know, that one might be more, uh, 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 valuable in terms of uh, marketing materials. Yeah. Well, you've really emboldened the point then. I did not know about that Supreme Court ruling. Um, I was not aware of it. Yeah. Like, really uh, again, it, it may get different. It may get, it might get different, you know, because like, you know, that, that smell of odor in a car, that, like what if uh, they come to your house and they smell it? That question really wasn't answered. And I think that one, uh, it, it can no longer really be uh, just cause or like, you know, a, was it reasonable suspicion? You see, like, again, if this was fraud or contracts, I know all that lexicon, all these yeah. standards and like the, the criminal aspect, kind of unfamiliar with them, never done it. Uh, however, uh, the, the issue of odor, uh, when it's your house, that shouldn't come up then, because then it's like, no, it's, it's totally legal. I'm at home. You, yeah. that's no, there, you don't have just cause to enter my house to search if there's legal weed here. Uh, but then if you're in the car and they smell it, uh, then yes, because then it, it gets to impairment. And not only that, it also gets to um, whether it is in a container that is sealed. And they I believe that's I'm not sure what the status of that that amendment to the law is. They're going to change it from being like a sealed, you know, because that would mean like shrink wrapped and shit to like a closed container. So like it'd have to be away from you. And but it would like if you opened your weed and then closed your weed, that would be OK. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's passed yet because there was some stuff that was trying to get passed uh, May 25th before the last uh, day of the uh, session for the legislature. And I think that one failed. But yeah, you know. I don't even think it got brought up. But uh, the so, yeah, you're the point you bring up, though, emboldens the point that Miggy and I were, tr were making just a moment ago that cannabis isn't truly legal, no. um, because I would argue and I know you weren't saying this, Tom, you were saying that law enforcement would see it as this way, but I would argue that odor is not an indication of impairment. Um, again, the cut, the, the containers are not odor proof. And uh, some of these law enforcement agents have uh, made comments like, especially from Effingham and uh, all over the state, mostly downstate 
that they be walking if they walk a canine around your car and the canine hits that you'd be out of that you'd be cited for being out of compliance with the law. And I think that's crazy because again, those canines have been trained. I spoke to a chief of police. He admitted to me these canines are trained to smell cannabis in containers. That's this is yeah. this is why we use canines, right? So it's just crazy to me, again, the odor is even a part of this conversation because I get it. I mean, Tom, I think the point that law enforcement's trying to make is if you get pulled over and your car reeks of booze, okay, we're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's just, it's interesting. I want to see how it plays out, I guess, in court. And that's what we're going to have to wait to see is the precedence. So. And it's all about legal versus illegal. I got one for you guys. Uh, I posted a comment on Facebook, which was quite controversial. But, uh, uh, you know, you take the seed, right? And it's the sex of the plant that decides whether you're going to be a criminal or not, right? Because if you have a male plant, it's going to be hemp no matter what. If you have a female plant. And then, again, you can stress the seeds, right? It's the not necessarily going to be hemp no matter what, you know. Well, and not I only mean, that. Uh, legally not because it's right, But then you still need a hemp license to grow that hemp. But we're talking legal technicalities while you're not a criminal lawyer. I'm just saying. Right. If right. you take organically this, this one seed, you can stress it to be male or female. And then yeah. from there, you have to treat it to get the, the required THC requirements, which it's all bullshit. I mean, these semantics that they create are way leveled of just BS semantics because it's just a seed that can be a boy or a girl. And then- Speaking of seeds, Miggy, uh, I mentioned earlier that Illinois medical patients have the right to grow now, and which means that dispensaries recently got the right to sell seeds. But of right. course, they're not mandated to sell seeds, so they don't sell seeds. So for the time being, Illinois medical cannabis patients uh, are left to acquire their genetics through immaculate conception. No. So um, it's going really well. What about clones? <laughs> Does anybody? So like in Washington, back in the early days of one of those crazy and wild. Oh, my God. All this head shaking. You know, it's funny. Is they <laughs> if you're going to get a cut from somebody, you're going to get a cut from somebody and you know them. I mean, yeah. and then still quarantine that plant because you don't yeah. know what it's bringing in. So Maybe like, you're sure it's clean but we didn't have most mass growing out here. Have, okay, go ahead, man. Sorry. I was going to say most of the questions you have for the Illinois market is just going to be no. We're we're a real no state. You know, no, you can't sh- share the cannabis. No, you can't. I'm just being. I'm just trying to be funny. Yeah. So but that's true. <laughs> it, it's got to start somewhere. And so, like first. Some people are like, oh, I can't believe we did that. And then they're going to see the tax money come in. And then they're going to because like yeah. usage rates in Colorado are still going up. You know. So oh. there's a lot of room to go that way. And and we yeah. definitely need more than 300 and, uh, dispensaries. I mean, that's just ridiculous. By the time uh, December 21st, 2021 rolls around, there'll be another 110 dispensaries awarded for a grand total of like 285. So like, that's it? 13 million that? people, 285 dispensaries? Do you know when that demand study comes out off the top of your head? No, that's that's stuff that toy would be actually be in. And so then that demand study getting into 2022, I could see Illinois then starting to get the data back. And then that's when you're going to see now this takes legislative amendment because they put the statutory cap in the statute. But if suddenly that statutory cap is lifted to say like because the current threshold is 500. So in theory, they could. Yeah, but they could then. this would this would get into the administrative aspect of it. So the administration might be able to unlock more licenses or it could get into the legislative aspect where they would amend the number. They could even put like new dates in there because the statute itself speaks to these couple of waves. 
and, and then I don't know if it's going to go into the administrative where they say now there's going to be another hundred licenses issued because I'm pretty sure that Illinois could support like 2000 dispensaries with 13 million people. Pretty sure, you know, easily. You could put yeah. half of those up in Chicago and they'd all make money. <laughs> <laughs> well, and yep. that's what people just forget. You know, uh, I just looked it up. Prop 215 was started in 96. We're 24 yeah. years into this. Like, I consider Prop 215 as the uh, the gateway to legalization where everybody's like, oh, shit, all these Californians got high and the world didn't end. Um, and you guys are getting so close to having this culture, this, uh, and what you're already creating because you got to do, do the work around online with your uh, smoke session coming up. Um, but I just think it's great where you guys are at. If, you know, we have a long way to go still. Uh, people are still fighting medical. They're fighting the, the logic behind it. And uh, But we're better off than we were. That's all. Hell yeah, man. Absolutely. The pro- there's no look. I don't think there's looking back. I mean, um, this is, seems like a full steam ahead thing. I mean, you've seen some steps back in the terms of, uh, you know, a Jeff Sessions appointment. That was pretty upsetting to see. Uh, somebody who's you know been quoted as saying good people don't smoke marijuana, and mm-hmm. then some of the movements that William Barr has made. Oh, um, Barr's been past. terrible. Yeah, yeah, so it's you know you do there are steps back. I'm not gonna like act like everything's great. Um, there we've taken a few steps back, but um, ultimately some of the steps we've taken forward I think are powerful, uh, especially with Illinois being you know as large of a market as uh, as it is. So yeah, I mean hell, I, I got bud right here. And I'm at work. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> and I'm not scared about like any repercussions. You know, there's so many things that, uh, like when I was coming up, always feared. I mean, I still kind of have some fear because you got haters that can try and single out your job and be like, hey, this guy's a pot person or whatever. You know, there's yeah. a reason why some people don't speak up against it because you still have that stigma and all the other shit. But man, yeah, we're was- so much. Yeah, go ahead, bro. That was something that I, you know, struggled with, with coming out and doing this podcast and everything else, you know, um, it's weird to come out and say your name and show your face and talk about this because there's still, there still is a very real stigma, but I stand by the content, uh, that we produce. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, again, we're trying to teach the community about how to effectively and responsibly, responsibly incorporate cannabis into their lifestyle. We're not a community where it's like, Hey man, you know, hot box it and go to McDonald's, you know, we're not, we're not, we're advocating for very much the opposite of that type of culture. And so um, we're trying to make this industry more professional in a sense, you know, and that's what we love about what you guys have going on uh, right now is that you give a really, really professional feel uh, to the cannabis industry. And it's something that we welcome. Thanks, dude. Yeah, thank you. And thanks for coming on, uh, Cole and Justine. Where can we go to find, follow, listen to Chillinoise? Yeah, uh, so a good place to start is chillinois.net. You can find our podcast there and uh, everything else. Um, we're also on social media, uh, Instagram at Chillinois Podcast, on Twitter at Chillinois State. Um, we've got our subreddit and Discord, all those things you can find through our website. So it's chillinois.net, chillinois.net. Justine? Yeah, and uh, if you are interested in looking at my company, Canna Queens, you can find us on Instagram, um, Canna Queens Co., um, or you can find us at our website, which is Canna Queens, C-A-N-N-A-K-W-E-E-N-S.com. We've got a countdown right now to when we're relaunching the website. I've been working really hard on it, so I'm pretty excited. 
Awesome. awesome. Dope. We will throw those links in the description. Thanks again for joining us. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in for another episode of Cannabis Legalization News. We will see you guys on Wednesday. Thanks, guys. Thank you.